Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. As you know from the previous show, I said two or three words, so uh, we're here live this morning if you want to get involved in what we're talking about. To get in touch with me, you can go to my website, jasondillard.com, or call me at 864-444-7650. Tracy is with me, as always, this morning. He's texting right now instead of paying attention to what we're doing on the radio. I was out of town for about 10 days, so I missed last Saturday on the other side of the country. It was different over there, man. I heard that they had a frost, uh, freeze frost warning in effect. Yeah, I was in San Diego and it was weird because everybody was wearing parkas and coats and boots. And I'm thinking, what's going on around here? Well, I figured it out. The high, the worst day there, the high there got up to only 62. But I'm ch- and, and, and the, the local news had COLD with its icicles hanging off of it. In capital letters. Just called. letting everybody know it's going to be cold. When you wake up in the morning, you might want to bundle up before you go to work, folks, before you go out and cowabunga, dude, on your surfboard. But it's a great place to hang out, man, because it's, it's almost about 70 degrees all, day, all year long. Well, you know, when you get accustomed to a certain temperature, it's just like when I went to Haiti and it was July and it was 115 in the shade during the day. But then when it got in the 70s or the 80s at night, it, it was chilly. I mean, that's a 40-something degree swing. Everything's relative. It is. So what did you do while I was gone? Did you get anything done? Did you buy anything? Did you sell anything? Did you get any work done at the office? Ask me did you first, come to the office? Ask me that first question again. Did you get anything done? No, you said, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? As little as I could get away with. And I'm getting pretty good at it. That's my new motto. <laughs> no, we got... Did we buy anything? Listen, Did we sell anything? Do you, you realize, want to give me an update? Do you realize it's January, right? This show is live today. So, you know, if you want to get in and talk about... No, don't call in and talk about this. Never mind. Forget I said that. What's the number here? 235-9405? <laughs> yeah, geez. Is that right? Yeah. 864-235-9405 to get involved in what we're... Call in, but don't talk about what I'm about to talk about. Okay, what are we going to because not talk about? this is not a show about that. Talk about what we're not talking about. Taxes. You had a girlfriend from Texas when you were at Clemson. We all know. Mm-hmm. But we're dealing with year-end tax I had to fly over stuff. Ta- I had to fly over taxes when I was flying. You know how you fly now when you can press the button on the screen in front of you and you can, like, watch yourself fly across the country? Yeah, in super slow motion. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. well, I went right over the top, top of taxes. I was in Oklahoma more than taxes. So let me tell you something. Taxes, I think I'd rather spend a night in jail than deal with these tax year-end jump you got to do for the for the stinking okay that's all i'm gonna say about that so you don't have on. anything else to say about taxes no moving on so that's what i've been doing while you were gone helping the staff you 1099 know, deal with that stuff. you know when we borrow money from somebody and we pay them a really great return in january every year we got to tell the irs what they made yep <laughs> we got to send the government the 1099 INT, yeah. to let the government know how much the investor made on their money because we've been paying interest last year, and that's just a lot of work. We got one of our first 1098s from our lender. We received a 1098? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. What does that mean? It, it's the lender telling us how much interest we paid them. That's normally what banks do. A, a traditional bank will send you a 1098. So one, which lender actually knows what they're doing before they know what they're doing? This was an actual real person lender, too. But most of them, we send 1099s to them. 
I don't know which is more accurate. I don't know if it really matters as long as the government. I thought gets you said we were going to talk about this. Okay, we're going to stop talking about that. So what else? What else did you do while I was gone? <laughs> that was about it. Ten whole days of ten ninety eights and ten ninety nines. It snowed while I was gone. Apparently, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> there were two. There were two days the kids didn't go to school while I was gone. Yeah. yeah. Were there two days and two hours? That must have been early on when you first left. I don't, I don't know. It's you all a blur. You were on vacation. It didn't matter. Everything's okay. Oh, I barred your truck. Don hooked me up. Yeah, how's that doing? Uh, what do you mean? How's it, it hauls? Doing? Yeah, hauls. It pulls. It, what was it doing? Mm-hmm. Was it pulling, hauling, it, picking it, up something? It hauled a race car. Where did it haul it to? Jackson. Miss Mississippi? Jackson. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. No, Jackson, South Carolina, right outside of Aiken. Never heard of it. Yeah. You know where Augusta and North Augusta are? That ain't it. No, it's close, though. It's about 15, 15 20 minutes Outside of Augusta. So you raced the race car while I was gone? I did, yeah. And you did, how did it, how did you do? It was you a went straight day. and fast? Went straight and fast. And then slowed down and stopped before you hit something? A new personal best. Time. Well, how, what was your time? Uh, well, the eighth mile was 675 at 100 and almost 102. <coughs> 6.75 seconds. seconds from a standing Start. Okay, so your most fun thing you do lasts 6.75 seconds. And the second most fun thing lasts 10.86 seconds in the quarter mile. That and was if a, you can make your most fun thing last 129, last less time, you'd be more, it'd be more fun. The, that's right. The so more fun you, is yeah. the quicker it goes by. That's kind of like real estate. I'm like that in real estate. If you I are. Can, if I can do the transaction in less time, it's way more fun. Yes, if you can race to get in the contract and it, boom, you're done. Yeah, I don't even need to line up the lenders anymore. No, you don't even need to know that it closed. I just want to go ahead and just figure out how much profit we're probably going to make and just assume I've already made it. Just put the deal together and you're happy. Yeah. It doesn't even have to happen. Just put it together. Just, like to ha- just having the idea of how the deal could happen. But, you know, it's got to happen in order for our lenders to lend us money. Because, you know, just talking about it and getting it under contract and actually not moving towards a closing, which reminds me, we have a closing coming up. Where we need a hundred grand and we'll pay eight percent. What is it on? It's on a house. And how much is the house worth? The house is worth at least thirty percent more than a hundred grand, or we shouldn't be buying it. Okay, so let me think. One hundred and thirty. Do the algebra backwards. Not at least one hundred and forty. <laughs> is that what it's worth? I haven't seen the house. I've been gone. It's the, I haven't seen it either. We have an acquisition guy that does that. And a, and a uh, what's the other guy's title? Bradley. Bradley, if you're listening, what's his title? Project manager. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't think. Project manager. We have a project manager. Yeah. They manage projects. Yep. So Cameron gets them under contract. Sam and I get them to close. Bradley gets them project managed. Scott gets them listed. Another agent probably brings a buyer and gets it sold. Somebody closes it. So we need a hundred grand. We make our money. How much are we paying for the house? We're paying uh, uh, 70 for the house because it needs 30 in repairs. Okay, so we'll borrow hundred grand from somebody or somebody's retirement account. They'll make eight percent annualized. So if it takes six months, they'll get back a hundred and four grand. Yeah, what you said. I just bam, cut that eight and a half. If it's six months, it's half a year instead of eight grand. What if and the whole year is four grand. What if it's three months? Well, then that's, um, that's two, two grand. grand. It's half of that. Yeah, half and half of a half is a quarter. What if it's a month and a half? I don't know. It's grand. Oh, it is. That's right. I hadn't had my whole cup of coffee yet. 
That's why I can't do that math yet. Your mental calculator is not working. Yeah, so if you need to get your money making money now, that stock market, my goodness. Stock market is nuts. I, I can't believe it keeps going up and up and up and up and up. So really, I met with some people this week, the one day I was back, and I'm like, maybe you should leave your money in the stock market just a little bit longer. Or maybe you should leave it in just a little bit longer because it's going up and it's going up and it's going up. But eventually, it's not going to go up. Yeah, and ho- we don't know when. Right. Hopefully, if you're a stock market investor, you know, you'll see the signs. Maybe it'll taper down. You can have some warning. But what happens sometimes, you know, we're not really stock market just, experts, but sometimes you wake up and it's like, uh-oh, I just lost 30%. That could happen. So if you want to get your money out of the stock market and get it into something that's a fixed 8% return, then give me a call at 864-444-7650. Um, the example we're talking about right now is 100000 against a house that's worth one hundred and forty. Um, it's a really safe place to push your money because the worst thing that can happen is you get ownership of a house that's worth more than you have in it. So it's safe. It's fixed. 8%. Go to my website, jasondiller.com, to learn more about how we borrow money. That's 864-444-7650 to talk to me about that. Also, we're having a, a wholesale seminar coming up on February 24th. We're going to talk more about how you can wholesale property and why you might want to attend the wholesale seminar when we return. Right now, we're coming up on the first break of the program. To get involved and ask us questions live on the air, the number here is 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Nine four zero five. When we come back, we want to talk about the February twenty fourth wholesale seminar that you can learn more about at jasondillard.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you just tuned in, Tracy Holtzclaw's here. We're talking about how we buy and sell real estate in the upstate and all over the country. If you want to sell something quickly, give me a. Call at 864-444-7650. Um, Tracy's been taking care of everything for the last 10 days or so because I've been out in the San Diego area. We were on vacation, and then we went to a marketing, real estate marketing session and tried to sell some of our stuff and buy some other stuff. And I found just found out that while I was gone, he uh, basically did nothing except for, uh, I don't know, nothing. So i um, kind of disheartened about that. But tax. if you want to get involved, oh, taxes, yeah. Oh, we said we weren't going to talk about it, that. If so. you want to get involved in what we're talking about, give us a call live on the air at 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Before the break, we're talking about how on the February the 24th, we're going to do a wholesale seminar. That's where you pay 99 bucks and you learn how to make money in real estate without using your cash credit or taking any risk. This is the exact opposite of being a lender. See, being a lender is where you make your money that you've already made and make more money by doing almost nothing. Right. This wholesale that's, that's called passive investing. This wholesaling seminar, you're going to teach people how to do work. And the, the amount of work can vary, but it's work for sure. Some of it's systems in place, some of it's physical work, some of it's you know, bumping your gums together, knowing what to say and when to say it. You know, but it's so not passive, the, it's active. The cool part about the ninety nine dollars, I think we're only gonna let eight people come. We're going to have it in our office, and we're going to teach you how to make money, give you the knowledge and the tools in that Saturday morning. And once we sell eight seats, we're going to 
quit selling them. No, you're going to lock the door and not let anybody else in. Not let anybody else in. And and we don't have anything else to sell you once you get there. Yeah, there's no, no pitch to, to, you know, the next widget or the next weekend getaway somewhere that's going to cost $10,000. You don't do any of that. Nobody got time for that. What we're going to do is, um, teach you how to make money and hopefully you'll, we'll be one of the people that you sell something to one day. That's our, that's our motivation. Speaking of that. The house that I was referring to earlier, if you missed, the house would need a hundred grand that's worth a hundred and forty two thousand eight hundred seventy two dollars. Uh, you did the math during the break. I did. Right? I couldn't stand it. You divide uh, by seventy percent. Yeah. We're actually buying that house through another wholesaler. So we're paying seventy for a house that he's got it under contract for less. But Probably sixty. We don't know exactly how much and you know what? Doesn't matter. We to don't us. care. We hope he's making, I hope he's got it under contract for a dollar and he's making 69999 because at 70 grand and the 30 we're going to put into it. That gives us the numbers we need to make a good profit when we fix it up and sell it. That's right. Now I wish we had it for what he's got it for, but you know, that's fine. There's a little, there's enough love to go around for everybody. Yeah, we ain't mad at you. No, don't worry. We don't pout. We'll get you out. That's right. So he's put forth work and effort and he's, Made an, an, an earnest money deposit of some kind, probably very small one, I'm sure. So he's he's got very little money at risk if he can't perform. And he wants to perform, and he's going to perform, even if we kill over dead on on the way to the closing. It's a good deal because if guess what, if we'll buy it, anybody will buy it. You know, it's like buying a hundred dollar bill for fifty bucks. Who wouldn't do that? I buy as many as you can find me until I run out of fifties. Then I'll borrow $50 from somebody. Yeah, I'll borrow 50 and pay 60 on it to, to buy the rest of them. <clears throat> that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so if you want to learn how to get, uh, if you want to sign up for the wholesale seminar, go to my website, jasondillard.com, J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Again, only eight seats. I think we've already sold a couple of seats. It's only $99. We don't sell anything else. Come, learn. And again, our motivation is to help you make money. That's the only reason that we're hoping that you will be there. And I will teach that. It'll go from like nine to one on a Saturday morning. So what else? What else has been going on, man? Have you, have you, so you only worked a little bit and you, and you didn't do it. You did a really good job of that. Or what did you say? I'm, What's your new motto? My, my, when people ask me what I do, I say as little as I can get away with. And I'm, and I'm getting and pretty good at I'm it. I'm getting pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, no, we we are working on some subdivisions that we got closed. Uh, a, a newer, a new subdivision to us. We've got a couple in the works uh, that we already own. They're they're pushing dirt. You know, putting in the infrastructure, the water lines, the electric lines, the sewer. If it happens to be sewer, um, but we've got a new one. In Inman, I think it is. You know which one we're talking about? What are you talking about? The one that's got two names. That I'm not going to say the names because yeah. that's not the name of the subdivision. It's not. A, yeah, we're waiting on the plat to get recorded. Yeah, so we own the dirt. Uh, one of our most favorite lenders is probably listening because he loves it when we're live. <laughs> they all do, actually. And I know we do. The, uh, lend us the money out of his IRA. So know? why, why so haven't we, we got the plat recorded? We haven't talked about this. You know, we can do the same thing about borrowing your money out of your IRA. So explain to me. We own this land. Yep. And we bought it because we're about to get it subdivided into a bunch of different lots. And we're going to build houses or sell lots or something. And typically what we try to do and prefer to do is get our plat 
recordable and recorded simultaneous to the closing. But this one, the land was such a good deal, and the powers that be haven't pushed it through yet. You know, because anytime you're dealing with the government, you know, you got to jump through all their hoops like a little chihuahua. And it just hadn't happened yet. Like a little chihuahua? Just like one. You know, you ever seen them at the circus where they're jumping through those hoops? That's where that came from, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody called me in. I've never heard about the chihuahua jumping through hoops. Yeah, jumping through the hoops. You know, when... when I think you just made that up. People say you got to jump through the hoops. What hoops do you think you're jumping through? You ever seen anybody really jumping through hoops? Somebody call in and explain to me where this, this phrase came from. I know. We don't want to talk about phrases or, or taxes. What about Frazier? No, if, if, if they call in at 235-9405, they should be asking a really hard question about real estate. Yeah, not nothing about jump, dogs who always jump into so you, hoops. So let me explain it to you real so quick. Anyway, we don't have the survey. You buy it by the court. You sell so, it by the shot. Yeah. So the plat so is. buy the acreage, split the acreage up in the lot, sell the lots to builders. We already have a willing buyer. Who shall remain nameless also. <laughs> we have a willing buyer that's proven to perform, but they can't buy any of them until they're lots. Because today it's just, you know, a, one big lot. But the surveying company that we use has got it. All right. So that, that that's exciting. That's real exciting stuff to you. I yeah. Think. I mean, we got it. We bought some land. It's going to turn into a bunch of lots. We're going to sell the lots and make some money. Yeah, I think it's 30. And the lender with their retirement account is going to make a return on his money because he, he's the one that lent us the money to buy the land. Yes, that's right. Okay. So what else? That's all you worked on for 10 days? <laughs> you I, made a couple phone calls and found out that the survey hadn't been recorded? I already told you the first thing we're not going to repeat because it's a touchy subject. We worked on that. And that took a lot of my time, in case you don't know. I mean, but when you only work six hours a day, you know, and lunch is one of those. And you, something, something about a dog being sick one day, it snowed three days. Well, I wasn't out because. There's weekends on some of those ten days, so you probably only worked about three days. Yeah, there you go. You got me figured out pretty good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, there, well, let me tell you what I did. Nothing else really pops in my head that's like earth-shattering. Let me that, tell you what I did. did. Just normal real estate. You know what? This radio show is a lot of fun. We talk about all the stuff we do. But, you know, some days can go by and it's just like, it's just normal stuff. Nothing riveting. Well, I got in an airplane <laughs> and, and flew to Costa Mesa. Yeah. Then we rented a car and drove to San Diego. And the GPS said it was going to take about two hours to get to our hotel in Coronado, which is across the San Diego Bay. So we got in the car and we started driving. And we drove about an hour or so and we were hungry. So we put in GPS for a Mexican place. So we found a Mexican place that was on the water. Went off the interstate a little bit, maybe five minutes. Sat down, had a meal, just re- enjoying the, the warm weather, you know, tasting the different Mexican food. Decided we were going to go on to our hotel. So have you been paying attention? Two hours. We drove an hour. Guess how far away we were from the hotel in Southern California. Now that it's about 4 o'clock out there. You were like 10 more hours away. Traffic. It took us two hours Two hours and 15 minutes to get our last hour. If we'd have just kept going during the middle of the day, we'd have been there in another hour. It's almost like going through Atlanta. 
It ain't like Atlanta. It's like Atlanta on steroids. <laughs> it was that bad, huh? It is. The, the traffic out, I don't know why, I know why people like living out there because the weather's so nice. Yeah. The weather, the weather, the weather, the weather. But other than that, and it's pretty, the ocean's gorgeous, yeah. the waves and the mountains in the background. My wife and I love, loves California. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of natural beauty and the weather, like you said, but what, what else? What else makes people want to live, live there? Because it sure ain't the traffic. No. I mean, the money, you know, you, you get paid more for a similar job here, but you spend more because stuff costs more. So it's all, it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. You know, about the same, but yeah. So then we get there and we said, man, we're wore out now. Tired from driving and waiting. Yeah. That was an all day trip. We get out there. Yeah, that so, was. I'm glad you told us that story. Yeah, that was a fun story. Yeah, that was. You tell me, tell me a story that you did while I was gone there. I don't know. I don't have any stories. My, I'm all. I'm all. So you press the gas on the right, and it, and then about six seconds later, you start pressing the brake. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's the and you don't even have to press the nitrous button. It's automatic. Yeah, pretty much. It's not like Fast and Furious that I've never seen. You just press the pedal on the right. Yep. Six seconds later, you press the pedal on the left, and it's over. And you drove all the way to Jackson to get to do that. And then you and then you wait. You wait at least 30, 45 minutes before you can do it again. Maybe an hour or more. Talking about traffic. Yeah. Think so, about that. So you go for you go for five hours, okay? And there's all these people with all these race cars, and you get in this line, and if you get in the front of the line. You get to go, and when you come back around, you're in the back of the line. But you don't even really go right back around and get in the back of the line because a lot of times you have to go and let your car sit and cool down because the car's going to run slower when it's hot. No, you, you, my mom, my wife's minivan ain't gonna do that. You know, I can take the minivan around and around and around. It's it's gonna do the same thing every time. It don't matter if it's warm or cold or what. I noticed you were driving that minivan this morning. I'm cruising the minivan. How does it feel to be driving a race car? And then, for some reason today, you're driving in the minivan. Minivan. I got to put tires on the minivan today. I'm not going to put them on myself. I'm not skilled like that. Anyway, yeah. It's coming really from the bottom of the hour, now be a great time to call in at two three five ninety four zero five. Get us on the topic of real estate investing. Call us and ask us a hard question. We've talked about how we're going to have a wholesale seminar for only ninety nine dollars, only eight seats on February the twenty fourth. Go to jasondiller dot com to sign up for that. If you want to sell a house or any type of property quickly, give us a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Or call right now and be on the air live and ask us a hard question, 235-9405. That's 235-9405. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get involved in what we're talking about right now, the number here live is 235-9405. That's 864 Two three five nine four zero five. Listening to the jingle, I was out in California and I didn't even look up um, Gregory. I was out there, man. Where what? does he? Where does he live out there exactly? He's in Los Angeles, I believe. Well, that was where I was. You were almost. right there. I you was know. right there. Could have gone. I mean, I, I was actually looking at the populations of the different counties out there, 
The Orange County is the county that I was in most of the time. Guess how many people live in Orange County? Did you watch? Did you see any choppers of Orange County? Choppers. You know the motorcycles. The choppers with the long front. No, I saw the the housewife. I saw some people that know really know the housewives. You know, Gregory wasn't there half the time you were there anyway. If you like, fo- if you follow if your friends on Facebook, where he was, was he? He was in Louisiana playing a gig with some friends. That dude gets around. Yeah. So yeah. But how many people? To answer your question. So four over four million people in one county. Four million. That's a lot of people. Okay. Well, I was in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, two months ago or a month yeah. and a half, however long that's been, and there are like eight or nine people. When like less than ten years ago, there were four or five in the whole county in the city. Eight or nine people. Million. Sorry, didn't clarify. It was in my head, but it didn't come out. Million. There were people everywhere. Adababa, Addis. Addis Ababa Ababa Look it up Right now? If you want Look it up (laughs) Addis Ababa Yeah that's the capital Eight or nine million people Yeah when there were like Four or five Ten years ago or something I mean Population explosion Amazing Yeah How do they handle all that? (laughs) Yeah You go over there and you'll see They're not No They're not handling all that Mm -mm. No There's people everywhere Well that was your trip that was your trip. Yeah, tell you us about on. your trip. <laughs> my trip was different. My trip was in, in the United States. Yeah. And I went over the, to the OC. And it was half vacation and half work related. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The second half was my work, my work related. And it was cold. It got, a, it got all the way Ooh, down to 62. Burr. I mean, it was, it was down in the sixties. It was down in the sixties. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you made it back. I'm glad you, you know, your little fingertips didn't get frostbite. Yeah. It was the, the coldest I, I, the meeting I was in. Yeah. The air conditioner was on really, really, really working really good. And that was the coldest I got <laughs> inside. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Four million people in one county. How That's big, a lot of people. Is how big is the county? Is the county geographically is it I, large? I didn't, I didn't Google that. Okay, well, you know. I just was thinking there's a ton of people around here. Well, I don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, there, there's how many people in the city of Atlanta? Like five in or the, six in the metro. Yeah, metro Atlanta is about five million. Yeah, so that's like twenty counties. It, huh? Metro Atlanta, maybe ten, fifteen counties. For real though. For real, Orange County. So Orange County getting big? Well, I don't know. I just Googled it. I was just wondering how many people were around there. Yeah, this is, this is. Everywhere I looked, I saw people. This is disappointing. And they didn't say, hey. Well, it was like San Francisco when I told you when I went out there. I mean, there's people. I mean, it's wall to wall people outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't take much to cause a traffic jam. <laughs> no. A piece of paper blows across the road and somebody slows down a little bit. That, that back up for miles. Everybody's jammed up, stopping. All right. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So did you learn? Did you do any real estate? Did you put anything in deals together that we're gonna be working on in the coming weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Could be trading stuff and buying stuff and selling stuff. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's a productive meeting. Then. Yeah, we've got a couple of Dollar Generals. Yeah. You know, you've you've heard of Dollar General, right? The Dollar General girls. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Well, this ain't their Dollar General. They're they, they're from Mississippi or Louisiana or somewhere. These are Dollar Generals from somewhere else. But we buy Dollar Gen General, Dollar General in Mississippi, Louisiana, wouldn't we? Sure. Yeah. I mean, working on a couple Dollar Generals. I got a. Let me see. 
Yeah, we met with a we met with one of our uh, real estate acquaintances for lunch yesterday, and he was surprised that we would consider buying real estate not here. And you know, one thing we learned years ago, and it's not like it's a secret in the real estate world, really, but you know, there's people that live in other places that will rent from you, and there's property management companies that will manage for you. And there's commercial buildings that people will rent and run their businesses out of from you, even if it's not where you are. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we bought a property in Anderson and it's like, oh that's far. Yeah, I mean that's like that's like forty minutes. That's from far. Here. I'm not I'm not real comfortable with this. Yeah. We'll and just... after we had owned it about a year and hadn't been back down there and every month and after that we'd had twelve checks show up in the mail. Yeah. So we owned it a year, hadn't seen it. And 12 checks showed up in the mail. We said to ourselves, self, because that's what we call ourselves when we talk to ourselves, we said, self, that, that property could be in Timbuktu. Yeah. If I can own it in Anderson and not see it, the, it can the be. The mail a- runs to Greer or Greenville. Greer. Yeah. From everywhere. Yeah. It, Anderson, Wichita, Kansas, Oklahoma, it don't make any difference. It, you know, it's, it's the same everywhere. So you look at the deal, you analyze the numbers. If it makes sense, we try to find a way to buy it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that property manager, I talked to him this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to recollect what I did this week. Now that this, now that how, more how's, Ke- how's Kevin? Kevin's doing an awesome job, and uh, I hate to disappoint you, but we're spending money not on that property, but on a different property. I tried to get him to get one of his clients to buy him package. A what do you package mean? Deal which on the mobile mobile? Uh huh. Why? Yeah. Calls. Come on, man. You can. There's one thing certain and sure and constant about. The real estate business. You have to spend money on the properties when they're when they're rentals. Eventually, you have to spend some money. What's on What's wrong with them? Um, the are they both rented? Yeah, yeah, they are. And you know those tanks that are out in the yard that all your business and your sink water and your water from your washing machine tank? goes into. Yeah, it's full. Uh, yeah, it's been full at least twice in six months. And they've had to pump it. They've had to pump it. So now it's time for new field lines. It's not working properly. You know, the tank's just a box. How, how, what can go wrong with the box? But getting the water and the junk. It might out be of the, the horses. Box, no, that was. Stomping all around. No, that was like three tenants ago. That was Yeah, years but that ago. could have damaged them. Well, that's true. It could have. I mean, you don't know that the horse people. <laughs> yeah. Tracy and I have a couple started. of trailers that are side by side. They're mobile homes, Jason. A couple of mobile homes side by side that we own down in Anderson on the other side of Anderson. And we said, we decided that we didn't want to mess with them because they're, Far, they're so way further than far. So we've got a property manager handling it, and he sends us money every month, or he don't. And he don't some months because, well, where we're going to have to spend money on. Well, the tenant doesn't pay, then he doesn't send us money. Or if he doesn't have a tenant, he doesn't send us money. Or if he spends all the money, do we have to send him some money? Uh, no, we no. He takes care of us. He's gonna he's gonna finance the he fronted, the field lines. He fronted the uh, no, no we're probably well I don't know we'll, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> I'm thinking of the previous repair that he fronted when you know what's weird about it that deal that that deal was a great deal because we bought those and didn't make any money for like what five years uh huh but but killed got the them paid off yeah killed the principal and paid them off yeah well that was a great I think that was a great deal in my opinion. Can we make some money now, though? Yeah. Have we made money? I hadn't looked. I have to ask our accountant. 
I can't tell you anymore just by looking at a check comes in every month from a tenant or a property manager whether that property made money. I, it actually has Did to we go pay in, our taxes on that? Has one? to go into your books. Do we pay our property taxes on that one? Yeah, I hope so. You know, when you have a bunch of property, there's you're bound to forget to pay, yeah, or accidentally forget to pay something. One of the best deals we've ever done is forgetting to pay our taxes, property taxes. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. You know, we had a property in downtown Spartanburg that was a we thorn, overpaid for, a thorn in our side. Just forgot. No, the the tax bill went to the wrong place. It was going to the house, and the tenant, you know, never called. It's our fault because it's our house. Was. So next thing you know, we just don't pay it, and then we don't pay it long enough, and it turns into a tax lien, and then it turns into a tax deed. And well, right before it turned into a tax deed, somebody that knew us personally saw it in the paper, or saw whatever, and so they called me and said, "Do you realize?" And I was like, "Well, actually, no. Now that you pointed out, I don't realize it, but that, this might be a beautiful thing." So I don't understand how can the fact that you don't pay your taxes. And the house turn into a tax deed be a beautiful thing. Well, because some properties in some locations, this one specifically being city of Spartanburg, where the property taxes were enormous and outrageous and the turnover and the repairs, it just, you know, it was a big fat loser. But well, don't you just lose all your money when you, when you, the house goes to the tax sale, you just lose all the money? Ah, uh, no. Well, how does that work? Depends. Some- I tell you what, we'll explain how that works when we come back. If you want to know how we actually made money by losing our house to the tax sale, then hang on through the break. This is the last break of the show. I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses. If you want to get in touch with me, my number is 444-7650. Don't forget about the February 24th, $99 wholesale seminar coming up. Learn how to make money in real estate without using your cash credit or taking any risk. Go to my website, Jason. Dillard.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com to learn more about how we're going to teach you how to do that on February 24th. After the break, we're going to explain how we lost the house but made money. It's it's really cool story, so don't go anywhere. Again, to get on here live, 235-9405. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Diller. If you want to get involved in what we're talking about this morning, go to my website, jasondiller.com. Give me a call at 864-444-7650, or you can get involved live at 235-9405. Before the break, we were talking about how we actually accidentally didn't pay our property taxes on one of our houses, and it turned into a blessing. And the reason is the bid at the tax sale was way more than it needed to be to cover the taxes. Yeah. So, so the, what happens to that, Tracy? Well, the county, all the county wants is their taxes and the fees, the expenses they incurred to get it to the tax sale. The county's not profiting. So there's fees, there's late fees, searches, newspaper stuff, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you fast forward, it goes to the actual sale. All that stuff is five grand. Well, let's say the bidding goes up to 30 grand. Well, the winning bidder is earning interest at 3% a quarter, but then it gets capped. And I can't really pretend to understand how the counties cap it, but it gets capped. Okay, so then you fast forward a whole nother year and you don't, the taxpayer does not redeem their taxes. Well, the difference between the bid, which the county has all the money, 
So the difference between the winning bid and the taxes owed is the taxpayers. Okay, so since we forgot to pay our taxes and it went all the way to the sale and it turned into a tax deed. Yeah, the bid was like, I don't remember exactly. It was like 35 grand. Yeah, like 35 grand. On a house that we would have been very pleased to sell for 35 grand. And the fees owed. It was five or six grand. It was almost eight, I think. because So we ended up with. Two years. We ended up with $27,000 on a house that we would be pleased to get that much for. It just came in slow motion because it took longer to get it. And when we realized what the bid was. All the while, we still had rent coming in. Right. Up until the, up until we didn't own it. Right. So if you accidentally don't pay your taxes. But you're, you're gambling. I mean, that's not really the brightest idea. It worked out, did work out to our advantage. Right. But you know, that winning tax bid could have only been 10 grand. And okay. after the taxes got paid, there'd have been next to nothing. So anyway. Next we got Curtis from Powdersville. Curtis, what can we do for you? Uh, yes, sir. I was, uh, looking to buy a property, but it's being sold through an auction site. Uh, I don't know if I could say the name of the site or not. That doesn't matter. No, we don't. Okay. Well, it, according to the, the agent that showed me the house, uh, he's very wary of this auction site. Is it Hudson? Yes, it is. Well, it works. That, we, people, yeah, we bought, we bought them through there before. Yeah, it's a pain. Don't get me wrong, but it, it works. I mean, it's, it's a legitimate site. Well, the, by reading the instructions on the site, I was trying to understand that the, when you make a bid, Am I, are you going to lose that five percent if you don't win that? No, auction? no, 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 no. The bid comes after you've won the auction. How you lose your money is if you can't actually perform with the rest of the money by the time they tell you you got to close. Okay, okay. So, well, since I've been looking at it, the the uh, time has expired, <clears throat> and the bid that the last bid was on there was like uh, almost twenty thousand dollars less than the asking price. Of course, it says that the uh, seller has the option to, to negotiate with the highest bidder. So it's, since that's been taken down, um, the bank that actually owns the property says it's still an active uh, property. Well, it may still so, be active because they haven't negotiated with the highest bidder. And maybe the highest bidder, they won't even take that offer. And you'll uh, see it come back on with a new, with a new, um, a new auction. 30 days from now, that might be a, a new auction. They might start with a lower bid. And okay, the, and, that's what I was going yeah, to ask is a time frame between that auction and if they couldn't come to an agreement, uh, how much how much time would, would go by before they put it back on there? It, the different banks do different things, so it, it's hard to figure mm-hmm. it out. It's, it's, okay. and it's all hit or miss. The, okay. And well, you're competing against everybody and their brother trying to win the auction. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not worth the time because you can put in a bid and roll the dice, but you have to be prepared to actually close on it or you will lose your deposit. Okay, so going to the branch locally here that, that owns that property, who wouldn't be able to do anything as far as negotiating? Once it gets into their system, I've never heard of them negotiating. Now, if you can get a relationship with the local um, banker that handles the, the REOs, before they mm-hmm. hand it off to the agent and get it in that hub zoo system, then I've, mm-hmm. I've heard of investors buying from the local bank, but okay. that's before it gets into that system. So that that's just a question about making the relationship with your local banker. All right. All right, well, thank man. you very much. You're welcome. All right. All right. There goes Curtis. He's trying to buy 
houses at auction. I like buying houses not at auction. Yeah, you like we like going when it's just us and the seller. Yeah, because the price tends to go down when I get to the appointment with me and just the seller. The price tends to go up when you're bidding against someone else to try to buy something. Yeah, when you're in an auction and the whole reason everybody's there is because everybody wants that one thing. I hope more than likely, you know, and the excitement and the desire to want that one thing makes me want to pay more than you. And eventually, you know, you, the, the smart investors, you know, and Curtis may be looking for a home to live in. I don't know, but the smart investors that go to auctions, they know there's a point where they just have to stop. You know, they, I'll keep bidding. I'll go up. I'll go up. I'll go up because I need the property. But then at some point, ah, eh, stop. You know, because then a homeowner's always going to outbid you because, you know, if you're going to live in the property, you can always pay more. The other thing is you're spending a lot of time doing due diligence on something that you may or not may or may not be able to buy. Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking about how you can use your time the wisest, if I can make a bunch of offers and get let's say I can make ten offers and get one property under contract at the price that makes sense to me, then I can do my due diligence on one house and decide whether or not I want to buy it. Because I can have a contingency to buy the property. But if I go to an auction, I should be able I should have to do my due diligence Previous to the auction, yeah. Do your due diligence. If I go to the foreclosure sale, for example, I might have to be prepared to bid on twenty houses, right? And you do your due diligence before on something you might not even win the bid on anyway. So you're doing a lot of due diligence work on something you may or not may not get to bid on anyway. Because a lot of times the bank pulls the bid, pulls the house from the sale, or you realize there's a homeowner that's trying to save it for a family member. So we just prefer to buy houses from individuals. We would be willing to spend the money and the time and the effort to make our phone rings and let individuals call us so that we can one-on-one. Now, we're not trying to take advantage of a seller and beat them up or anything. We can tell them what we can pay for it if it makes sense. Then we go make the appointment and go see the property. Yeah, I mean, it's just a a business model. It's just a calculation based on some questions you ask the seller on the phone. And, you know, it's all preliminary. But, you know, you take what they're saying for face value. And then, you know, I've heard you do this multiple times. I can't even count them anymore. You congratulate the seller. How, you, you know what? You don't need me. You should do this or you should do that. I mean, give them a suggestion. But, you know, we don't strong arm people or bully them. One of the, you know, we just say what we can pay. And if we can't, and we can't. This topic is what we cover on the February 24th wholesale seminar. So we're going to teach you how to. Get your phone ring, and we're going to teach you how, what to say and when to say it on the phone, so you can get some property under contract, so you can make money without ever buying anything. So, if you want to learn how to do that, go to my website, jasondiller.com, sign up for the ninety-nine dollar February twenty-fourth wholesale seminar, and that's what we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you how to put property under contract and then assign the contract to somebody else. Never own the property. You don't have to have a real estate license to do that. Um, all you have to do is be willing to work a lot. A whole lot of work. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a lot of work. So whereas Curtis is making an offer to buy one house because that's the house he wants, if he was a wholesaler, he could make an offer on every house because you can get it under contract, and then you can find the buyer for every house because every house has a buyer if you get it at the right price. Yeah, man, it's like I said earlier, you know, I've got a hundred dollar bill that I'll sell for fifty bucks. Do you want it, Jason? I do. How many more do you want? All of them. Exactly. 
And if you run out of money, you know, use the force on the students that come to the class. Mm-hmm. You have an unlimited supply of money to buy houses. Because it's, I mean, it's true. I mean, anytime you could buy a hundred dollar bill for 50 bucks, if you don't have the 50 bucks, I'll loan you the 50 bucks. And you know what's weird? I'll loan you the I 50 bucks. I was meeting with a, I mean, a come on. commercial broker yesterday and we were talking about the same strategies, except he had million to three million dollar properties. And I used to think that I couldn't buy those without having the money lined up beforehand. And, and it's taken me the last couple of years to realize it's easier to buy those yeah, yeah. than it is the $100,000 single-family house. So if you know someone that's struggling with their investment property that's a commercial property, a vacant building, a land that they can't sell, it needs to be subdivided, anything, um, give me a call at 864-444-7650, and I'll be glad to talk to them about how they could get their commercial property sold. Again, that's 864-444-7650. Coming up on the very end of the program, but right quick, we're going to grab Randy from Greer. Randy, what can we do for you? Yes, sir. I was thinking about um, maybe an uh, auto shop or a race shop or something of that sort in Greenville County, and I was wondering what the, the zoning regulations and what your opinion would be about like being on a main road versus being off the road and in a city, out of a city. Man, that's I have no idea, man. That's a lot well, of questions. You're asking me questions I don't know the answers to. <laughs> right, right here at the end of the program, I mean, you could have called it at the top of the hour at least. Zoning? Uh, well, what's, what's zoning? <laughs> well, this is, these are junk truck driver questions. <laughs> yes, yeah, the junk truck driver question. We're going to get to junk truck, the drunk, the, the junk, drunk, the drunk, dump no, trunk driver. The junk trunk driver, as you called him. We're gonna to have to get yeah. him back on back on here with us, but you know you got to wake up earlier to get here, Randy. Yeah, that that is something that is necessary. But <laughs> I, I'm on I'm on Tracy time today. Awesome, man! You know I we like do. You, zoning is important. Yes, it is. We're working on something yeah, right now. We got a deal right now. We're doing that. If we can get the zoning approved with what we're doing, we're going to build something. And if we don't, then awesome. we won't build anything. See how important that is. Yeah, you either have nothing or something. If we can get the zoning approved, it's already zoned for what we need it zoned for, but it's just not exactly zoned for the zoning that we want it to be zoned for. Does that make sense? Did, did that <laughs> that made crystal clear sense, didn't it? Crystal, well, yeah. crystal clear. Yeah, I'm glad we could answer your question, Randy. Well, okay, and one more question, if you have time. Yeah, quick. Um, building on a property or buying something already built? Buying it already built. I can tell you something. This is the real answer to that question. Are you ready? It, okay. depend, it depends. It depends. All right. <laughs> All right. See ya. Thanks for your call, Randy. Yeah. There goes Randy. Go to my website, jasondiller.com, to learn more about what we do. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. 